This is the show they don't want you listening to. The show with all your rights and zero handcuffs. So sit back and stand, grab that chopped cheese while you wait for that six buzz. Because let's face it, it ain't coming anytime soon. The Miranda Project with your host, Manny! Welcome back to the Miranda Project. I'm your host, Manny. Happy to be with you. Before we get started, I just want to say a few words. I, I truly hope that everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. I truly hope that everybody was able to enjoy spending time with family, breaking bread with family. I, I, we, we hope that, you know, here in the project, we hope that you were able to uh, make it down or up or west or east or wherever it was that you needed to go to spend time with family, whether you flew, you drove, you busted, you crawled, you walked. It, it, you know, we just hope that you were able to get there and you were able to break bread, that you were able to fight, you were able to cry, you were able to hug it out, you were able to do everything that, encompasses being part of a family that you were able to do that uh with your loved ones with you know the people that you are closest with and that at the same time you were able to be thankful to god um for everything that he has given you uh just being thankful in general but i mean from the bottom of our hearts here at the project we truly hope that you had a happy happy thanksgiving now, with that being said, we move on to what we're going to talk about in the episode today. We're going to go over the Ahmad Arbery case. And this is a case that we feel here in the project that flew a little bit under the radar. You know, the Rittenhouse case was a big time case. There was a lot of uh, media coverage, a lot of things going on there. I mean, from the moment that it happened to the moment that the verdict came down, this case, the Ahmad Arbery case, doesn't didn't i don't know how to put it. it it quite didn't fit that bill don't get me wrong there, there was components of it that that really hit home and people were paying attention and people were on top of it but it just didn't quite fit the bill and we here at the project are going to give our opinion as to why so stay tuned for that as we go into the episode, as we talk and we 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 give you uh, certain things that you might know about the case and certain things you might not know about the case. And again, we, we strongly encourage you to when we give you information uh, that, you know, as much as we you know, prepare it and, and we research it and everything that, you know, you take a cue from us, hopefully, and you say, well, you know, the project said such and such, let's look it up ourselves and see if, you know, they're being truthful or if they're just being like, you know, the media that tells us something and we're supposed to believe it. You know, again, that's just our hope here on the project. Um, but you know, with that being said, we'll get this party started. We'll get the ball rolling and, you know, we'll get you to listen to our sponsor so that we can move forward. Have you heard of Anchor? If you haven't, I'm here to help you. Anchor is the easiest way to make your own podcast. Let me explain. It's free, which is awesome. 
There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and or computer. Man, you know, for us that are always on the go, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's great. It's everything you need to make a podcast, your podcast, in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. We also want to thank our partners over at M68 Custom Prints. That's M68 Custom Prints for all your custom t-shirt needs. That's M68 Custom Prints. Reach out on Facebook or Instagram, or you can look them up on the web at www.m68customprints.com. That's www.m68customprints.com. Thank you once again, guys. So we wanted to talk about the Ahmad Arbery case. Now, this case hit me hard because I feel that this case was underreported. I, I, we spoke to, you know, my, my producer and I had spoken about it and we, we, we wanted to present this case. We wanted to bring it to our audience. And we, as we were doing the research, as we were looking into the case, we realized that this case was truly unreported. There was things in this case that really didn't come out to light. Now, I don't know why it wasn't underreported, why, for what reason it was underreported. You know, we we can speculate. I mean, you know, me personally, I think maybe it just didn't fit a particular narrative. You know, it it does fit the narrative of the systemic racism and, you know, the the racism that that has, uh, you know, captivated um, the country since the death of George Floyd. You know, and, and all of that, and, and I mean, everything that has come down the pipe when it comes to that. I mean, we know that there are issues of racism in this country. We have stated it on the show. We haven't denied that that's a, a, a problem. What we haven't said or what we haven't acknowledged is the fact that there's systemic racism. We've said it. And we, we, we stand by that. There's racism. Yes, there are racist people in this country. Yes, we, we don't disagree with that. Now, but this case really, really did touch a nerve because doesn't it, it doesn't only speak to a person's prejudice against someone else or their racism towards someone else, but it also speaks to many other things that need to change within what we call a, you know, our judiciary system. Now, many people already go and they attack the police and it's the police's fault and the police, police, defund the police. And we've talked about it, what defund the police looks like. I mean, if you haven't heard the episodes, you can go back into our library. It's there. What does defund the police look like? It's a two part series. You can go back. You can hear it. You can look at the political aspect of it and you can look at the aspect of what it might look like for you personally in your neighborhood, your home, you know, whatever the case may be. But. When it comes to this particular case, 
when we went through it and we started going through the 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 circumstances of the case we started talking about the case we started reading and doing the research and and, and really diving into this case we came to realize that the media really didn't give us a lot of the case yes they told us about the mcmichaels yes they told us about armand arbery what he was doing there yes they told us uh, on on how he was uh, ultimately uh, rather how his life was ultimately taken yes we knew those specifics we knew all of that it was like they, they they grazed over the top but we didn't get enough information so that we can see that justice was served when there was the verdict applied to the mcmichaels that we know that justice was given justice was served but there were other things that needed to be cleared up and we want to be clear we want to be able to clear that up in this episode that is why we are bringing to you this episode on the armad arbery case and we have titled it justice February 23rd, Armand Arbery is shot dead. A 25-year-old black man was shot to death on February 23rd in Brunswick, a coastal city about midway between Savannah, Georgia and Jacksonville, Florida. After being followed by Gregory McMichael, 64, and Travis McMichael, 34, his son, in their pickup truck. The McMichaels are white, writes Janelle Griffith. Janelle Griffith in this article writes a timeline of this case. And there's certain things that uh, we learn either through this article and other articles that we're reading in regards to this particular case. And I don't recall, and I said, this is what I said in the beginning when, when we, we, we introduced the show, I don't remember, or I don't think the media really touched on any of this. And, and, and by the media, I mean the people that, you know, you, you turn on the TV and you go to your CNNs or your MSNBCs or your Foxes or whatever, and they don't telling you the specifics the things that that really transpired what led to this case what ended up happening you know we get all these things over the top you know how they that thing that they say that things fly over your head and and this is basically it was like it was like this case was flown over our heads i don't know why did, did i say and, and i believe i said that it probably didn't fit a criteria or an agenda or it didn't quite fit exactly the 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 plan that they had or 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 and and by plan i mean the agenda i i, I mean ah the word I, the word was escaping me the narrative maybe this case didn't fit the narrative that they were painting for america i, I don't know how not and, and you know one of the reasons why i say that is because and my producer is probably going to say, I, I, you know, I told you not to do this, but, you know, I, I, I don't listen. He said, don't draw comparisons between this case and the Rittenhouse case. You know, Rittenhouse is a separate case and Arbery is this case that we're talking about now. Don't draw comparisons. But the problem is that you kind of have to draw a bit of a comparison here because one, the two cases were adjudicated about the same time. 
uh, Rittenhouse got the not guilty verdict and the McMichaels got the guilty verdict pretty much about a day or two days apart from each other. That's one. But the media was so busy in painting Rittenhouse as a vigilante, gun-toting, protest-killing person that he wasn't really that. And he was acquitted of all that. Even to this day, after his acquittal, there's still people saying that he brought a gun over, uh, you know, state lines and so on and so forth. Again, if you want to hear all of that, go back to our episodes on Rittenhouse. Go back to our episode on acquittal. But we're talking about Arbery here, where you actually had two vigilantes get in their pickup truck, chase this man down because they wanted to detain him. And we're going to explain that. We're going to go into that a little bit further. But they wanted to detain him. In other words, they wanted to commit or, 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 or do a citizen's arrest. And they wanted to detain him until law enforcement got there. And again, like I said, we're going to explain that. Because you're probably saying, what? just call 911. Why do you want to go and, and, and detain? And this is what happened. You, 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 you basically took this man's life. Yeah. That's basically what ended up happening, right? I mean, it's, it, we know. No need in, in reiterating the fact. It's a fact. Aubrey's family, and I want to read this part of the, the article because she, she presents it so that we know what, you know, what ended up happening that day. Aubrey's family says he was out jogging, while the McMichaels have said they thought he was a burglar. According to the Glynn County Police report, Gregory McMichael armed himself with a 357 Magnum and his son grabbed a shotgun from I mean, grabbed the shotgun after Gregory McMichael saw Arbery hauling down the street. I don't want to well, hauling ass down the street. I'm sorry. I I'm just reading from the from the article, please. The police report said According to the report, a third man, later identified as a neighbor, William Bryan, tried to block Arbery during the pursuit. So, and let's prevent, you know, let's, let's um, put this story together. Let's, um, what's it called? Uh, let's paint this picture, you know, because again, we're reading this article and you know, she's given us a few sentences here and she's telling us basically what ended up happening. But let's paint this picture so that we understand exactly what ended up happening here, because Ahmad Arbery, yes, he was jogging through this neighborhood. Not the first time that he's done it. He's jogged through the neighborhood before and he's gone into this property that Mr. Arbery, I mean, that Mr. McMichael thought that Arbery was burglarizing. Again, he assumed that Arbery was burglarizing this home that was under construction. Now, mind you, this home was not sealed, was not locked, was not closed. There was no vandalism. There was nothing. Arbery was free to walk in and walk out like he did on several occasions. The problem was that on one occasion, and this is where there's this issue, McMichaels, Gregory McMichael, the, the father, saw Arbery that time before and he saw him and i guess he startled Arbery Arbery excuse me and Arbery apparently according to Mr McMichael what he did was that he reached for his pocket like if he had a weapon and at that point 
Mr. McMichael assumed that Arbery was going to carry is carrying a weapon back then when he saw him the first time. And I guess now when he saw him the second time, not now, but back in February 23rd. So you, we paint that picture. We, we see that Aubrey has been going into this property. He's been looking around. I mean, listen, sometimes we're all curious. We all want to see the inner workings of a building, right? We all want to wish we could see the skeleton of a building or, or the veins of a building. You know, not everybody's like that, but a lot of people are. That's why, let's say, for instance, here in New York City, if you walk by a construction site, they usually have those big walls that they build outside of the construction site, uh, you know, to keep people out and the trucks go in and out and, and, you know, they open and close them and all that. Have you realized that they always put a window or two windows on those doors or on those uh, on that wood, those wood doors so that people can kind of look through those windows to see what's going on, to see the inner workings, to see the building come up. Now, obviously, this building or this house that was being built in, in, in Georgia wasn't that kind of a situation. Arbery was literally free to walk in. He walked in to the property, not once, not twice, but it looks like it happened a, a couple of times. So when Mr. McMichael saw him, like I said, the first time, he assumed that he was burglarizing the house. Now, the owner of the house said that no property was taken. Nobody vandalized anything. And anybody was free to walk in and out. The crazy thing about it is that, you know, if you're in a construction site, like I said, most people walk out with certain things because there are certain things in a construction site that are very, very expensive. I'll give you a quick example. Copper piping, excuse me, copper piping is very expensive. Usually in construction sites, they have a security guard posted just to protect the, the copper piping because it's very expensive. But the owner of this house basically left this construction site open. Mr. Arbery was walking in and apparently from what is being said and again this is speculation maybe just me uh there were other people that did it as well but he let's go away from that and just concentrate on mr arbery so he was seen again i mean the first time and the problem was that mr mcmichael had been burglarized it wasn't his home it was his truck his truck had been burglarized he had left a handgun in his truck and it was stolen the problem was that Mr. McMichael had left his car door open, meaning unlocked. Somebody went into the car, searched, and took his handgun. He called 911 and reported his handgun stolen. They came, they filed the report. It was the only report filed from January through February 23rd. There was no other reports of any kind of burglaries or anything like that. But here we are. February 23rd, Ahmad Arbery walks into the property after jogging, I guess takes a break, takes a stroll through the, the property to see how it's going. You know, curiosity killed the cat, right? And, and unfortunately, such a bad way or, or bad term to say because eventually. But Mr. Arbery walks into this property as he's done before. and. 
he takes a look and, and there's video that comes out later on and it's later down the line because we're talking February 23rd. This video doesn't come out till about May 9th. It doesn't hit the, you know, um, it doesn't hit the media. We don't get to see it. Nobody gets to see it until after, you know, May 9th, something like that. I think that was the date, the, the, the time frame. But anyways, February 23rd, he walks in. And we, as we see in that video that was, give, that was shared with people on May 9th, he walks in, looks around. Walks around, observes, and leaves. Doesn't take anything, doesn't break anything, doesn't vandalize anything. He just observes and walks away. There's videos of him also walking outside. I believe videos or pictures of him walking outside of that property. Now, again, you also have to think of, uh, into consideration that the owner of the property also probably put the surveillance footage, I mean, or surveillance camera out there so that he is protecting his stuff in, in one way, shape or form. You put up, you know, surveillance cameras. So if something's taken, at least you have video of the person that took it so that the police can hopefully catch the person uh, and, and recuperate your stolen products. And that's why a lot of people put up surveillance cameras right? I mean, I have surveillance cameras. A lot of people do it because sometimes you can't prevent the crime, but at least you can hope that the surveillance camera can help in catching whomever it was that stole whatever it is. Now, with that being said, it just boggles my mind because he walks in and you can see him, observes, walks around, and then leaves. His parents saw the video and they acknowledged that, yes, that's him. Walks around, looks around, leaves. That's it. Now, Mr. McMichaels sees him leaving the property at this time. And then he goes to Travis and he tells him, get in the truck. Let's go. Because I just, I guess, and again, assuming I'm not in his mind. This is not what he said. I am just basically putting a what if, putting words in his mouth just so that you know I'm not saying that this is what happened because I wasn't there. But I'm assuming, no, no, no assuming is not a, is not a good thing. Let, let's, because McMichaels assumed that Arbery had been burglarizing that home and look what happened. But let's play the what if game. What if this was what, it, what he said? Travis, get the guns, get the truck. Let's go get this guy because he's been stealing from our neighbor. I know it's him. I saw him before. He probably got a gun because he made a gesture like he's got a gun. Let's go get him. We'll call 911 after we got him. Right? Again. He feels that he can do that. Plus being the, I mean, plus the fact that he is also an ex police officer. He had retired in 2019. So he was familiar with the law. So at this point, he gets the guns, 357 Magnum and the shotgun, get into the, into the pickup truck to go after Ahmad. Ahmad is now jogging down the street and he, sees this truck again uh, apparently and he bolts i mean i wouldn't you take off 
wouldn't you i mean there's a pickup truck coming after you wouldn't you take off i mean you didn't why why am i being chased i mean just human nature it's just human nature even if you didn't do anything wrong it's just human nature why am i being followed like this i don't know where because i assume that they were also and and again there goes that that word assume they were probably calling out to him hey you hey yo hey hey come here come here stop stop right because i, I mean let, let's be real how else are you going to get somebody's attention hey hey yo hey hey wait hold up you come on and ahmad probably said who are these people and why are they hailing me why are they want why do they want me to stop what nah nah i'm out i'm out i'm gone self-preservation so they finally reached reach him they get to him and they get into i guess they have words and they get a, into a physical altercation and they get into this physical altercation now they're tussling over the shotgun now but the crazy thing about this is that this is this right here is the kicker to me this is the kicker it's like the neighbor mr brian sees ahmad running he sees Ahmad running and he gets into his car and he follows them to where Ahmad and the McMichaels are and starts filming it with his phone. And he also blocks Ahmad from getting away from the McMichaels. So he blocks them from being able to run away while he's filming this on his phone. And this upsets me, man, because we see it all the time. We do. We come on. Let's be 100% honest. Come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. We've seen it. Something is going on in the street. Listen, you don't have to be, uh, uh, you know, a, a knight in shining armor. You don't have to go in and jump in to save the damsel in distress. You don't have to. But as simple as calling 911. No, people don't do that. People pick up their phone and they record. Somebody's getting beat down in the street. Now nah, let me record it. World star. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. It happens all the time. We all love our cell phones. Cell phones are wonderful tools, awesome tools. But they've also become this tool that automatically something breaks down, something happens, boom, everybody takes out their phone and records. Everybody takes out their phone and records. And they become legal experts at the same time. I was, I was watching a video the other day of, of, a, of a person being detained on the, uh, on the New York City um, train. He was being detained. And people are out with their phones and they're recording him. Oh, tell him what he did. Tell him what he did. You can't tell him. You can't detain him. You can't. You got to tell him what he did. Again, everybody becomes a legal expert. Everybody knows. But yet they have their phones and they're recording. Oh, what's your badge number? Oh, this is your name. And so it's the kicker to me because it happens all the time. Instead of, listen, again, if they're tussling and they're fighting and they're going at it because for the shotgun, you don't want to be at the wrong end of that shotgun. I get it. I understand that. But do something. Call the cops. Tell them stop from a distance. Like, come on, Travis, stop them. I mean, come on, something something gregory hey wake up come to your senses why are you fighting 
hey guy, listen, I don't know who you are. What? Let it be, let it be. Go, go, run. Get out of here. No. That's not the case. That doesn't happen. I'm going to take out my cell phone and I'm going to record. I'm going to record the instance. I'm going to record this. For what? I don't know why. For a keepsake? Was this a keepsake? I, I don't know. I don't understand. I really don't. It's just hard to hear. It's hard to comprehend. It's, it's just horrible. Because now they're fighting for the shotgun. And what does Mr. McMichael do? Because, again, in his head, and this is his defense, he felt that Ahmad was going to take the shotgun from him. So because he was going to take the shotgun from him, he needed to defend himself, and he took the shotgun and he fired a shot. Ultimately, he fired three shots, killing Ahmad. It's sad. Because he... He, he hid behind self-defense. He hid behind something that we all have the right to do. We have the right to defend ourselves. Yes, we do. But I don't call that self-defense. How are you defending yourself if you're going out there looking for the altercation? So basically, I can go to whomever, start a fight with that person. And again, I, this, is, this is just, you know, uh, uh, out of the blue, some crazy uh, uh, scenario, uh, uh, you know, basically uh, throwing a comparison. But I'm going to go looking for a person and I'm going to go start a random fight with that person. And then they're going to hit me or uh, we're going to fight and uh, something happens. And now that person loses their life. And I'm going to say that it was self-defense. That's basically what McMichaels did. He hid behind self-defense. He went out looking for Ahmad. He went out looking to detain him. And now, again, you're saying, oh, well, he went out looking for the, to detain him, and he should have just been detained. And Listen, despite the fact that Ahmad did nothing wrong, we all get defensive no matter what. If it was you in that situation, you're going to get defensive. If it was you in that situation, you're going to be like, whoa, hold on. Nah, nah. You're not going to hold me down. No. Why do I need to wait for the cops? Nah, nah. Chill. No. Heck no. No. No, 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 no. You're going to automatically. It's flight or what is it? Flight or fight? Flight or fight? Because you have to defend yourself because you know that you didn't do anything. It's just human nature. It's just the way we are. It's just the way we're built. So you're going to go and you're going to say, no, wait, nah, I'm not. You're, you're not going to put your hands on me. No, I didn't do anything wrong. Let it be. Nah, no. You're, you're going to automatically get on the defensive. And that's what happened here. Ahmad got on the defensive. Words were exchanged. They started scuffling, fighting over the shotgun. Ahmad gets shot. Video surfaced months later. Ahmad is dead, dies February 23rd, and no action is taken for months. Yeah, they were quote-unquote investigating, but no action is taken for months. And this is why I said it hits me hard.
But we're going to get into it because we're going to get into the legalities of this case so that we understand why it took so long. And was it justifiable? No, I don't agree as it being justifiable that it took that long. I, I will tell you right now, I don't agree with it, but we have to go through the quote unquote legal process. And we will explain all of that. But again, please understand, we don't agree with it. And change needs, needed to happen. So as we had mentioned before, Mr. McMichael took it upon himself to chase down Ahmad Arbery with his son, Travis McMichael, right? And they decided to chase him because they were trying to do a citizen's arrest. Now, you're probably saying again to yourself, wait, hold on, citizen's arrest, does that even exist? Is that even legal? Can you, are you supposed to do that? Is that you know, something? Why not just call 911? Now, in the state of Georgia, since the Civil War, there has been a law written into the books where a person can detain another person that is suspected of a crime or they know that they are the criminal that committed the crime. You know, so if they suspect or they know that this is the person that has committed uh, whatever crime, they can legally go and detain this person until law enforcement gets, excuse me, law enforcement gets there so that they can finalize the arrest, meaning law enforcement. So, Tra I, mean, I was about to say Travis, but Gregory McMichael, knowing this, because again, he was a police officer himself, tells Travis, get the guns because we're going to go and we're going to detain Ahmad Aubrey because I assume that he burglarized our friend. He probably burglarized my gun. Who knows now? Because that's why I need to go and take my guns with me. I need to make sure that I have my shotgun. I have to make sure that I have my 357 because I feel that he is probably carrying a weapon himself. So I have to protect myself. So this is one of the things that he hides behind. One of the legalities that the McMichaels hide behind. We have the right to go and detain Ahmad. We have that right. He should have let himself be detained. Again, I'm not saying that that's what they said. I'm saying that that might be the might might have been the mentality, who knows. But legally, because of the law that has been written in to the state of Georgia since the end of the Civil War, they legally had the right to go after Ahmad. Now, the fight ensues. They get into this scuffle. They're fighting over the shotgun. This is what he hides behind, or the second thing he hides behind. Saying that he did it in self-defense because he was fighting with Ahmad, a much younger person than he is, and he felt that him being a lot younger and him being an older man, I mean, Ahmad was 25. This guy is 64, probably 65 by now. 
he felt that because he was fighting with a younger man he was fighting for his life to be able to preserve his life he needed to turn the shotgun on ahmad and fire because he was fighting for his life and he needed to protect himself that's the second thing he hides behind now it's it's again like i said if you go looking for trouble then how is that self-defense and don't get it confused because automatically as soon as i said that and again we're not going to draw comparisons because of, yeah there's comparisons and and my producer's probably going to say ah you did it again but don't get it confused with rittenhouse he didn't go out looking for trouble he went out helping people trouble sought him He's protecting property. Yes, the property did not belong to him, but he was asked with a group of people to please protect that property, which he had done and was doing and was out there helping other people. And if you don't know that, go back to our episode and listen to those episodes or do the research on your own. But that wasn't the case in this here with Aubrey. It wasn't. You see, McMichael wasn't out there, what's it called, uh, protecting property. In his mind, he thought he was protecting property, but he wasn't standing guard in front of the, the neighbor's house saying, nobody can enter, you can't enter, you, you, you just trespassed on, on, on someone's property. No, that's not what he was doing. He was just sitting there, minding his own business, and he observed Ahmad coming out of the property and he assumed that he was burglarizing and he had assumed that he had done it before and he had assumed that he needed to take matters into his own hands. A lot of assuming, a lot of assumptions. Uh, someone told me if you assume you make it out of yourself and that other person, right? I don't want to use the word. It's a family-friendly show. But this is basically what he did. This is what he's doing. He's, he's, he, he assumed that Ahmad had burglarized this property. And now, this is the thing that I don't, I don't understand. I, 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 don't, I don't get. Like, okay. He, he, in your mind, in your mind's eye, you think that he burglarized that property. but this is a shell of a home everything is basically construction equipment if he burglarized construction equipment and he's walking around in a t-shirt and jogging pants because again we see the video on may 9th and when it aired in may 9th you see him in a t-shirt and jogging pants and he walks in looks around and walks out where is where are the items that he burglarized where where was he hiding them listen i don't know about you i don't know about you if you're exercise nut i'm i'm in between but if i'm wearing a pair of jogging pants they're usually very very uh light pants they don't really hold much maybe your phone maybe your wallet 
if you put too much weight on it, then, you know, it defeats the purpose of the jogging because now they're just like everywhere. Or you might have to make sure that you tighten that drawstring enough so that the pants don't fall. But they become uncomfortable. And you're walking around in a t-shirt on top of that. Where are the items that you burglarized? Mr. McMichael, where were the items? That should have been common sense for you right there. That should have been a red flag. Not even a red flag. That should have been a flag right there. Wait, wait. Uh, oh, I think he's burglarizing. I'm assuming he burglarized. But wait, I don't see anything. <clears throat> Let me stop. Like that. Pump your brakes. Okay. He's, he, he didn't do it. I'll keep an eye. Maybe he'll do it another time. And maybe, 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 maybe he'll bring a car or something. I'll, I'll keep an eye. Or, or I'll tell my neighbor. Or, or you know what? I'll, I'll call the authorities and let them know that that person was on the property. Maybe they can swing a patrol car every once in a while just to make sure that nothing's been taken or that they're keeping an eye on that property. Uh, common sense? I mean, I, I think those are common sense things, right? But you know what the crazy thing is? That sometimes I, I really feel that there's a huge deficiency in this country of common sense. And I'm sorry. Sometimes I like it. It's not that I, I'm being judgmental with anybody. I sometimes feel that we lack common sense. Sometimes we are so emotional that we lack common sense. And I think that Mr. McMichael was driven by his emotions. And by something else, by his prejudice, let's be 100% real here. And he went after Ahmad because in his mind's eye, he walked out with drywall, with copper piping, with tools, with, I mean, he had everything and everything was under his arms, right? Again, I'm just speculating. I don't know if that's what went through his mind. I'm just kind of painting a picture here for you because I, even for me, it's hard to understand just that aspect of it. Because if I'm saying that you're burglarizing somebody's property and I'm looking at you from a distance and I see you and I see you with a bag and it's full of stuff, then yeah, okay, uh, excuse me, 911, there's a man wearing a pair of black jeans and uh, you know, a black hoodie. He's walking around with a black bag and he just got into a Chevy, you know, Impala license plates, blah, 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 so that they can go and detain him because he is committing a crime. I think he might not be committing a crime. Who knows? Let the law enforcement, the people that are trained to do that, let them decipher that. No, no, I know that I have the legal right to do that, so I'm going to do that. That is the thought process here. So now, Ahmad is dead, February 23rd. The first prosecutor in the case recuses herself. She recuses herself from the case. February 27th, Brunswick Area District Attorney Jackie Johnson recused herself from the case, noting that Gregory McMichael, a former Glynn County police officer, had been an investigator in her office for more than 30 years before he retired in May 2019. Hmm. So 
So was it conflict of interest at this point, or was it that you know he's a good buddy and I'm gonna you know I, he he helped me out, so I'm gonna help him out. I, I think it's the latter. You know, you wash my hands type of deal. I wash yours. You know that. You know I, I'm gonna look out for you. You look out for me. You've looked out for me in the past, so I'm gonna look out for you now. It's sad. It truly is sad. Jackie Johnson literally recused herself from the case on the 27th, four days after Ahmad was shot and killed. So now there is no investigation, per se. But she's not, not, not that, that there isn't, but she just refuses to go after the McMichaels who are implicated in this case. And, and that's sad. So then on April 2nd, and again, I want to go over the timeline real quick. On April 2nd, the Brunswick News publishes details of the police investigation. So there is a police investigation, but the problem is there's no prosecutor. There's nobody that they can go to and say, hey, you're the lawyer that's going to go and prosecute these criminals for the act of crim their, their criminality. Whether they are hiding between behind that one law, that second law, whatever the case may be, the first law being that they can detain someone uh, 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 publicly or, or the second where they're saying that they committed sec uh, um, self-defense or they, it, it was in, in, in self-defense. The Brunswick News publishes details of the police investigation. Now, this is April 2nd. How long has Ahmad been dead? It, it, it just boggles my mind. April 3rd, a second prosecutor recuses after finding no reason to charge the McMichaels. And, and, and this one, really, I mean, it hit me hard. I was upset, man. George Barnhill, one of the prosecutors who first handled the case, defended the actions of the McMichaels and Brian, who recorded a video of the shooting in a letter recusing himself, addressed to a Glynn County police captain. Barnhill said the three had solid First hand probable cause to pursue Arbery, a burglary suspect, to stop him. Tag. So basically, in other words, he's saying they're hiding behind that law that said they can go and detain him and they were legally okay to do that and they killed him in self defense. So it's all right. I don't find any reason for me to go and try them for these crimes. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. On April 13th, the third prosecutor takes over the, car, the, the case, Thomas Durden, and he calls for a grand jury. Now, the, the family of, the Arbor, uh, of Ahmad is just beside themselves at this point. Why do we need a grand jury? They're, they they shot our, our our child. They shot our our our, our friend. Why do we need an, a, a grand jury to indict these people? But they had to go through that. They had to get a grand jury to indict these people. And that's April thirteen. Ahmad died February February twenty third. On May fifth, the video the video we spoke about. May fifth, the video of the shooting emerges. People start seeing the video of, of, of the altercation. People see the video of the shooting. A day later, Hollywood opens their mouth. 
Hollywood and the sports world open their mouth and start saying this is an injustice. We need to do something about it. LeBron James opens his mouth. Uh, Taylor Swift opens her mouth. Uh, uh, who else? Ga uh, Gabrielle Union opens her mouth. Ava DuVernay opens her mouth. Kim Kardashian opens her mouth. And by opening their mouth, I, I, I mean figuratively because they probably didn't really open their mouth. They probably said something to be a Twitter. Well, if it was LeBron James, he probably said it on camera because he just loves the attention. After that, after Hollywood and the sporting world said something about the Ahmad Arbery case, then, then, and only then, on May 7th, Gregory and, and Travis McMichael are arrested. The GBI, which is the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, announced that the McMichaels had been arrested on charges of murder and aggravated assault. The McMichaels could not be reached for comment. It was unclear whether they had obtained attorneys. This is ridiculous. How long did it take for these guys to see jail time? For these guys to see handcuffs? Because they had friends in high places? You know, you know that, that saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know? rings true in this case you see it's not what you know in this case it's who you know and they knew jackie johnson and they knew the other attorney darnhill i think his name was or is barnhill so it's not what you know it's who you know and it took that long for them to get arrested to, to get arrested and you know what? It wasn't even it, it wasn't even the Glen County Police Department. It wasn't even Glen County that did the investigation. It had to go outside of Glen County. It had to go to Cobb County. It had to it had to involve the Georgia Bureau of, of Investigation. It had to involve the United States Department of Justice in order to get justice for Ahmad. The craziest thing is that there was no hate crime. This was being pursued as a hate crime, and there was no statute for a hate crime in Georgia until now. That changed. That changed. Thank you to the Department of Justice for doing that. You know, the Department of Justice, the, the previous administration's Department of Justice, the, the previous administration's racist Department of Justice, that one. Yes, that one. That Department of Justice. They made it so that would be a hate crime. Because apparently, Mr. Brian, our videographer, stated that Travis McMichael said the N-word while Ahmad was on the floor after being shot. Now, again, that's... He's probably, you know, trying to save hide nor hair or whatever the, the saying is. But I, I, can we put it past? I don't think we can. I don't think we can. And, and it, it's just ridiculous that it took this long. It took people to start opening their mouth or moving their fingers on Twitter and, and making a big fuss or whatever, you know, for 
justice to finally be served. Don't get me wrong. You know, in Georgia, the, the, the investigation was taking place. Don't get me wrong. They, they moved it up to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. You, they, they, this, things were happening. Things were happening. But they weren't happening in Glynn County. They were happening in Cobb County, a different county in Georgia. They were happening statewide. They weren't happening in Glynn County. You see, because Glynn County was protecting their own. That's basically what happened here. They were protecting their own. And it's sad to say that someone lost their life for that good old boys club to finally be broken up. Because that's what this was. And unfortunately, a young man is no longer with us because of this good old club or this good old boys club or, 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 uh, um, you know, these people that know each other and they took care of each other. And, and here we are. Ahmad paid his life. He paid in blood for this, but change came from this. There was change. And these men were tried and the verdict came down and justice was served to the McMichaels, to Mr. Bryan. Justice was served, but not only to them. You see, not only to them, and that's what makes it sweeter, because Mr. Barnhill got his as well. And so did Jackie Johnson. They got theirs as well. Glenn County even saw repercussions from this. Because as they were being investigated by the Georgia, excuse me, by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, there were other instances of them protecting themselves. And it didn't have to necessarily be just a, a racial thing as this case is racially charged. There were other matters in which a prosecutor turned a blind eye or a police officer turned a blind eye or didn't say something or and this is why we need to be on top of of these things we need to be educated on what goes on the judicial system is there for a purpose the judicial system is a great system but we have to be educated enough to understand it otherwise it'll chew us up and spit it back spit us back out and that's what happens many times because we just don't understand it. We expect someone else to tell us. We sit on our hands and we expect someone else to have our best interest in mind and in heart. And it doesn't happen that way. It's sad. We need to better educate ourselves because there is something wrong with our judicial system. There is. You want to call it systemic racism? Go right ahead. Call it systemic racism. I don't call it that. I don't. I just call it lack of understanding. Lack of knowledge. You see, I didn't know, and again, I'm not a Georgian, but I didn't know that in Georgia they had that law that they can go and detain someone. I didn't know that. I need to educate myself on New York law. 
There's probably laws here in New York that are written into the books that have been around since the inception of New York and can probably be used against me. But I don't know because I expect someone else to know. Granted, there are so many laws. Granted, there's a lot of things. Granted, I, I understand that we, we all lead busy lives. I get it. I get it. But we need to be better educated. Don't assume you, we know the laws when we really don't know the laws and, and how they can be used against us. All of us. We need to be better educated. We can't be dependent on others. And sometimes I feel that we sit on our hands and we're dependent on others. We're dependent on legal aid. We're dependent on, uh, on someone to, to, to get us out of a situation. Granted, I, I am no legal expert. I am not. I've had legal matters. I've dealt with the legal system. I know what it is. I know how money talks and the rest walks. I know how important padding the numbers for the DA is. I know how important it is to get prosecutions for the DA. For political reasons, or just to make yourself feel better or look better for a possible private practice, for who knows what. And then just the fact that we're going to take care of each other. Yeah, don't worry about everybody else or anybody, anything else. We'll take care of it. I'm glad that Georgia repealed that law. I glad, I'm glad that Georgia made changes to many things when it came to just this particular case. I'm glad that these people got their just desserts. And I'm glad that the verdicts came down as they did for the McMichaels and for Brian. Yeah, Brian, he might not face the same charges that the McMichaels are going to face or they are facing, or they don't have the same charges, they, they haven't been charged the same way. But in his role for stopping Ahmad and for, stop, for just recording, he got tried and he was convicted as well. And I mean, it's a, it's a, a great number of, of, of charges that were passed down. Um, you know, it just, it, it just, again, it doesn't bring Ahmad back. It doesn't. But it does let us know that we need to do a better job. It does let us know that we need to do a better job of finding out, educating ourselves, and not letting the judicial system chew us up and spread us back out. Because that's what's happened. It's happened. I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example of that. Just that. And the person that wrote this is currently sitting in the White House. But there is laws that have been written in for years that have targeted us 
and we all stand and we get on cars and we and we 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 scream no justice no peace and 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 we you know we do what we what you know and we have our signs and all of that stuff and meanwhile the person that's sitting in the office in the oval office wrote the 94 crime bills that has basically allowed the judicial system to chew us up and spit us back out. And why? Because we are not educated enough or we choose not to be educated enough to know what's better or what's best for us. I'm just, it, it, it's, it's sad to say, but it's the harsh reality. It truly is. Thank you for being with us on the project. It was a, a lot of information on this um, case, a lot of things that we feel a lot of people probably did not know. So we hope that we were able to bring that to light. And if you did know, then, you know, you were able to follow along. You know, if if it's something that you feel that you want to go into further and, and research, then by all means, go ahead and to do so. We, we hope that you do. You know, we hope that you do. And if I got anything wrong, please come back at us. Let us know. Go to our, our, our Facebook page, our, our Twitter page, our, our Instagram, our, our, our website, our website, the Miranda Project, P-R-O-J-C-T.com. Go ahead. Let, correct us. Let us know. Definitely. We, we, we hope that this sparked a conversation about this case, that this sparked a conversation about how we need to do a better job of educating ourselves and knowing what is going on in this judiciary system, how we can be the catalyst for change. What can we change and how can we go about it? Yes, we can go and protest and stand on cars and, 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 or stand in front of city hall and, and hold signs and say, we need to have change and, and, and it'll happen. It'll be a slow, steady change. Yes, absolutely. But we also need people in the halls where the laws are made. We also need us to be there so that we can make the changes that works for everyone, not just for one group, for everyone. So that society can be a better society, not a whacked out one like what we're dealing with because of some of the changes and some of the laws that have been repealed and or changed and uh, um, altered in a way that just favors criminals rather than favoring society. But that's an episode for another day or a topic for another day. Again, we thank you for being with us. Like we mentioned, check us out on our social media sites. And as we always do, we like to remind you that if you're not into politics, just remember, politics is into you. Thank you. Have a great night. And God bless you all.